This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. Subscribe, rate, and review. Today's episode, we're talking NBA ball. We're talking NBA basketball. And listen, folks, we're getting to that point. I told you, the NBA basketball season is long. It's a long season. It's truly a marathon. It is not a sprint, but yet a fast-paced, long-distance race. The 800. That type of race. It's a race where you don't want to burn all the rubber. You don't want to take off too quick. You don't want to expend too much energy, but then you don't want to take off too slow. You want to have that nice pace. And by nice pace, you can find that with a lot of the elite teams. A lot of the top, listen, the top three teams on both sides of the conference, east or west, you don't have to believe me, go look for yourself. Go look for yourself. But the mark of a good team, you're going to have a great home record. And on the way, you're going to try to you know teeter it a little bit above 500. You don't want to dip below 500. If you don't believe me, listen. Boston Celtics are 16-0 at home, 10-7 on the road. Milwaukee Bucks are 16-3 at home, 8-7 on the road. 76ers, 13-4 at home, 10-6 on the road. Like I said, a good team is great at home and solid on the road. Because this is not a sprint, ladies and gentlemen. This is a marathon. This is a long-distance race, but you want to have pace. Out west... Timberwolves, 14-2 at home, 10-7 on the road. Thunder, 14-5 at home, 9-5 on the road. I'm telling you guys, that's the formula. That's how you know teams are good teams. And shout out to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Once again, young team doing old team things. Young team playing like a veteran team out here. If they can stay healthy, watch out for the Thunder. If they can stay healthy, watch out for the Thunder. But I still have them going out first round. I know ball. But I don't want to rain on their parade. This is not a rain on the parade of the thunder. This is not that type of party. That day will come. But for now, shout out to Shea. Third in the NBA right now, averaging 31 points a game. The guy is special. The guy is special. I understand why Doc Rivers did not want to get rid of him. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Doc Doc Rivers, former coach of the uh, Celtics, former coach of the Clippers, Former player. If you haven't got a chance to listen to him commentate on the NBA basketball games, listen to him. I know sometimes we like to watch the NBA on mute with the music in the background. I know I do. I know I do. But sometimes when Doc Rivers is out there, just just give him a listen. Doc has some good stuff to say. He has some good stories. And some very interesting takes. But we're moving on. And on this episode... We're going to talk about a few things. There's trouble in L.A. And by trouble in L.A., I mean I'm talking about the Lakers. The Lakers right now are in the 10th seed. They're in the play-in. Three-game losing streak. They can't shoot themselves. They can't shoot. (laughs) There is no analogy for that one. They just can't fucking shoot. These shooting stars do not shoot. And right now, Darvin Ham is, you know, of course going to be the the scapegoat. Just like Russell Westbrook. Darvin Ham will take the blame. It's sad. 
Because at the end of the day, this is, once again, this is a Rob Palenka shit job. Rob Palenka is very good at adjusting, reacting, you know. In the words of Robert Downey Jr., he is a great Avenger, not a Prevenger. You see what I'm saying? Because he can do everything after the fact. LA is going to be able to make some trades. They're going to be able to get somebody to come in. It sounds like John T. Murray is, is on the radar. But my thing is, is any, any trade the Lakers do is going to have to involve Austin Reeves. That's my whole thing. And I don't know if there's anybody out there for the Lakers to get right now while giving up Austin Reeves that's going to make them significantly better. Think about what I just said. If you give up Austin Reeves, you're going to have to give up more assets than just Austin Reeves. I mean, John Tay Murray, he's going, to, he's going to command an Austin Reeves in return. Trey Young is going to, you know, he's going to need more than that. I don't know what L.A. does. I'm very interested to see. We, if you know basketball, if you know the NBA, you know they're going to make an adjustment. The Lakers are going to get they're going to get someone. They're going to make it work. And if they don't, Darvin Ham will be gone at the end of the season. Because this team, as presently constructed, I don't know if it makes playoffs. I don't know if they get through the I'm I just don't know. The Suns, Dallas, these guys pose a threat to LA. Houston, not really. I'm not. No one's taking Houston seriously. I'm. I'm just waiting for them to fall out of it. You know, I'm waiting for this. I'm. I'm waiting for this cream pie just to drizzle down the leg a little bit. You know what I mean? Because that's all they are. They're a great time. They're a great cream pie, and now it's time to drizzle down the leg and get on up out of here. The Memphis Grizzlies. I do see them getting into the play-in, and that's another team that could pose a threat. We got to stop thinking LeBron James is young, people. We know, I mean, at the end of the day, we still know what LeBron can do. We get it. But who else is going to be there? Who else is going to be there? We saw what Anthony Davis did last year through the playoffs. And so far this year, he hasn't shown me anything that I'm just wild about. Yeah, he's been a little bit more consistent this season, hasn't been as hurt. That's good. But this shit's expected. You don't get a pat on the back for doing your job. And that's what's wrong with some of these superstars. They want a pat on the back for doing their damn job. Your job is to stay healthy, take care of yourself, off-season and during the season, play 82 games, and go compete for a championship. That's what you were brought to L.A. for. You weren't brought to L.A. for anything else. You were brought there to win championships. Same with LeBron James. And at this point, the way the roster is constructed, like I said, I don't know. I just don't. Who do you get? Comment below. Tell me who you get. Because honestly, you can't trade Russell. I mean, I, I mean, who takes D'Angelo Russell without something else? Rui, you, you, these are guys you have to package. And then what are you going to get in return? I mean, if I'm a GM, I'd rather see L.A. burn then give them anything. But that's just the type of guy I am. Moving on, speaking of trades, New York traded for OG, Precious, and Malachi Flynn. 
Sending away R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. Now, me personally, I love this trade for the Knicks. I think the Knicks won. You get a great two-way player. OG Ananobi is what R.J. Barrett is supposed to be. This is what he's supposed to be, a two-way defensive stopper. What the hell was R.J. Barrett supposed to be? He wasn't supposed to be just a, he wasn't supposed to be that guy. I get it, he was taken that high in the draft, but when you look at the team that selected him, no. He was to be a two-way guy. A guy that can get you 15 to 18 points, but then go out there and play defense on the other team's best score, which he cannot do. And he also is not a consistent score. So you ship him out of here, you bring in OG, who we know is a better defensive player, NBA all-defensive team, better three-point shooter, better athleticism, and a better fit for the New York Knicks. This is a Tom Thibodeau type of guy. Here's a guy that when Tom Thibodeau wakes up in the morning, he's happy. And Tom doesn't smile much. But he smiles at this guy because he knows what he has. He has a guy that can go out there and give you 18 and 7, three steals, and lock up the other team's best player. That's what he just got. He's six foot eight. He has a great wingspan. He's freakishly athletic. He's an athlete. And you just traded away RJ Barrett, who could be a great player in this league. He could be. But if I had to guess, he's going to be a journeyman. Just 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 I'm just guessing. Because the Toronto Raptors are going to start blowing this up. There's already rumbles that another team down there at the bottom of the standings, Dallas, is in the market for Pascal Siakam. They want to pay, they want to put Pascal with Kyrie and Luka. So if you trade away Pascal, now you're left with Scotty Barnes, R.J. Barrett, Jakob Pertl, Dennis Schroeder, and Gary Trent Jr. I don't know what you're doing other than tanking. And if R.J. Barrett is not producing a solid 22, 20 points a game, 25 really in today's NBA, number one option on a team like the Raptors, you look for R.J. Barrett to be in that 25. And I know it sounds crazy. It sounds really crazy. I get it. But let me tell you something. It's doable. It's very doable. Because as it stands right now, as we're talking right now this second, R.J. Barrett averages 18 points per game. 18 points per game. Now, if Pascal Siakam were to be traded, he would get more shots and more opportunities. So he would be he would be the number one option, in my opinion. Scotty Barnes is there, yes, I get it. Scotty Barnes is there. 1A and 1B. Manual quickly. But some that's what I'm saying. What are you going to do with Barrett? He's going to be a journeyman. Moving on. Are there more trades to come? Atlanta, 10th seed right now. Are they going to blow it up with John T. Mary and try to pair somebody else with Trey Young? 
Are they going to try to bring somebody else in? Brooklyn, what are they going to do? They're in no man's land. And listen, we're far enough into the season, like I always say, we're far enough to the season where you know if it's going to work, it's going to work. If not, you got to start having that discussion. In teams that are trying to contend for championships, the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Dallas Mavericks, these are teams, especially, that have to look themselves in the mirror and figure it the fuck out because this is not what they signed up for. I'm here to tell you, being a 10th seed is not what the Lakers intended for this season. So they got to look themselves in the mirror because I'm telling you right now, the top on both of these conferences is wild. The Denver Nuggets, the defending world champions, 8-2 over their last 10, rolling, picking up steam a little bit. They're, they also have looked like they've struck gold with Julian Struthers, Peyton Watson, Christian Braun. It's looking like losing Bruce Braun, what I mean, uh, Bruce Brown wasn't that big. It looks like they knew they had gold already. Once again, the Nuggets are looking like contenders. You look at the Thunder. I, I, I bragged about them enough earlier. The Timberwolves. I tell people all the time, the Timberwolves have the three-point shooting, the length and the length to affect people defensively and really, really cause shockwaves. Listen, if the Timberwolves were healthy last week, last year, during the playoffs, if Jaden Daniels doesn't, doesn't decide to go punch a wall and break his hand, if they had a little more discipline and self-control, they, they might beat the Lakers. They might beat the Lakers. The one thing that is stopping the Minnesota Timberwolves is Carl Anthony Towns. Because Carl Anthony Towns does not know how to stay in the game during the big games. I have seen one too many games, Carl Anthony Towns. Where games are affected because Carl Anthony Towns cannot stay in the game. That's no good. And as we move on to the other side, the Philadelphia 76ers, 7-3, over their last 10, they did very well with Joel Embiid being out. They, they, they navigated the waters as needed. Shout out to my daughter, Lee. The Milwaukee Bucks, 7-3. The Milwaukee Bucks, 7-3. Dame Lillard is still trying to figure it out, but Giannis is captaining the ship. Listen, Giannis is, is kind of one of my like dark horse MVP candidates because Giannis has really been in his bag lately as far as affecting the game. Really been in his bag. They're on national TV tonight against the Spurs. Giannis versus Wimbiana. This is going to be a good one. Watch out for Giannis to get a triple-double. He's been flirting with them a lot. It seems like that's something he wants to start doing. And when you're that good, you can do whatever you want. So watch out for Giannis. If you're, if you're gambling tonight, I think I saw the line earlier, him at plus 700. A little 50 bucks will win you 400 right there, plus your money back. 350 plus your money back. Just quick math. Just quick math. But the Celtics, 8-2. Now the Celtics kind of, you know, the Thunder kind of showed me something against the Celtics. That they can be affected. And, and it's the same story with the Celtics. They have shoot. They have guys shooting threes that aren't good shooters. 
They have guys shooting threes that aren't good. Jason Tatum doesn't scare you. If Jason Tatum is shooting threes, then you'll live by it. Fuck it. Fuck it. And people are going to say, Jig, you're an idiot. I'll be an idiot. But guess what? How many times have they shot themselves out of, out, like, out of the playoff games, especially since this new coach is taken over? I'm not talking about the Jason Tatum with Ime Doku or Jason Tatum with uh, Brad Stevens. I'm talking about Jason Tatum with, this, uh, with the coach of the Boston Celtics. I forgot, I forgot his name. I'll think about it and get back to you. But what I'm saying is that they do a lot of, a lot of shooting themselves out of the like out of playoffs game because they just hoist up threes. They try to take the Golden State analytic approach, but they don't have the same type of shooters. The coach is Joe Missoula, and I'm telling you, it's going to happen again this year. The Thunder showed me that it's going to happen again this year because as hot as the Celtics are, sometimes you just can't shoot. And if you have a team that can match up with them and make these shots hard, they're going to have a problem. Right now, speaking of problems, these five guys right now in the NBA have been nothing but terrors to defenses. Joel Embiid's averaging 34 points a game. Luka is at 33. Shea, 31. Giannis, 30. And Durant, 29. And listen, Giannis and Kevin Durant are my two MVP candidates. I like the, listen, Kevin Durant will go down as probably one of the most underrated superstars in NBA history. And I will say that because of his off-the-court behaviors. Some of the antics that that Kevin Durant has done on social media, that really affects his game. And it shouldn't. It truly shouldn't. It's two totally separate entities. But when we look back when Kevin Durant's done, when he finally hangs it up, we will look and say, man, he really was a bad motherfucker. Like, I, as much as people, you know, talk shit about him running the Golden State, don't forget, Golden State ran to him, man. Golden State ran to him. Imagine how that would feel. You're the best scorer in the world, and a team that just won the most regular season games in NBA history calls you and says, please come play with us. Pause. I would, if I was Kevin Durant, I would have freaking stiffy. (laughs) Little blue pill. (laughs) I'm on the way. I don't blame you, Durant. I don't blame you, but I think since he was on Golden State, since he was on that team, you really, you you just didn't really get to see the beauty in the game because we were so upset. This motherfucker went to the Golden State Warriors. We were so upset. I'll never forget when Stephen A. Smith got on TV and said, hey, listen, hey. I'm hearing rumbles of Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Because at that moment, I knew he was going. Because why not? If they don't get hurt, the Raptors never win a championship. I just want to make that very clear. 
if Draymond Green got checked as, uh, I believe it was Kenyon Martin, or it might have been Rasheed Wallace, either way, both of them said he hasn't been checked yet. If, if he would have been checked earlier, the Golden State Warrior team would still be together. And y'all would still be hating on Kevin Durant's game, but I'm telling you, man, when he's all said and done, he will be appreciated a lot more. A lot more people will say, my GOAT is Kevin Durant. If you are, listen, I mean this with respect. If you tell me your GOAT is Paul George, don't talk basketball to me. If you tell me your GOAT is Paul George, do not talk basketball to me. Because how can your GOAT be Paul George when Kevin Durant was walking the fucking earth at the same time? When Stephen Curry was walking that earth at the same time. And I'm talking about these dudes were fucking white walkers. When you saw these two, you did not want to go in that gym. I just don't understand. Help me understand. Comment below. But listen, the NBA season's a long one, folks. There's going to be some trades. That's what we do know. The NBA is such a volatile league because it's a player-friendly league. They understand that if these players don't want to play, they are going to get fat like James Harden, go to strip clubs, and not come to practice and smell like chicken wings. That's what I heard with James Harden. I don't know if it's true. That's what they all said. And we did see him show up to work fat. But what I'm saying is, if they're not, the trades are coming. The trades are coming down the pipeline. The season's going to be exciting. Stay on board. This is, this, is, this is leg two. We got that third leg coming up. We're going to talk NFL, NFL matchups for the playoffs. But this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am MJIG. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. We're on Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. We're also on wherever else you need to get a damn Wherever else. We also got the Instagram page. Make sure you uh, follow that for uh, sports picks. If you are watching the games tonight, Thursday, all right, let's make a little bread real quick. Let's make a little bread. Do a little dance. Make a little bread. Fan duel. Uh, listen, if we're going first baskets, win Mignana versus Giannis on the tip. This is, I mean, that's what the jump's going to be. It's going to be Wimbenyana versus Giannis. Listen to me. I like Giannis or I like Julian Champagnani for the Spurs. If Giannis, listen, if the Bucks win the tip, Giannis is going straight at Wimbenyana's chest for the next game. Nuggets and the Warriors. Warriors are at home. Jokic is going to win this tip. It's just that simple. Warriors are playing small ball. Look for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon to get the first basket. And if, listen, gamble responsible. Listen, you don't have to do this, by the way. I'm just saying if you want to tell, that's what I'm doing. But at any rate, this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Peace.